0: What is going on, Solo fam? My name is John Solo, and today we're talking about one of the world's most famous nursery rhymes with a shocking and disturbing origin story. London Bridge. I mean, it's not as disturbing as Fergie's use of the nursery rhyme, but it's pretty damn close. Since you're listening to this episode, chances are you've had some experience with this classic jam. You heard it on some kid's show back in the day, or maybe you've even sung it yourself while playing the game at recess or gym class. After all, the lyrics and melody are pretty catchy and easy to remember. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. But have you ever stopped and asked yourself what London Bridge is falling down was actually inspired by, or why the bridge was falling down so often, or why a fair lady had anything to do with anything? Whether you have or not, I'm sure you're wondering now, which is good because that's exactly what we're talking about today. In addition to sharing the various versions of the song from across time and around the world, we'll also be discussing some theories about what those lyrics could possibly be referring to. So without further ado, the messed up origins of the London Bridge. Chapter one, London Bridge is old as hell, old as hell, old as hell. So I don't know about you, but despite knowing of this song's existence my entire life, I had no idea there were more lyrics than the four lines I just said. Because in addition to simply telling the fair lady that London Bridge is falling down, the person singing it explains why rebuilding it with certain materials just won't work. Build it up with wooden clay, wooden clay, wooden clay. Build it up with wooden clay, my fair lady. Wooden clay will wash away, wash away wash away, wooden clay will wash away, my fair lady. So wooden clay is the first suggestion, but there's quite a few more. I'm not gonna sing the whole thing as much as you guys may want me to, but the words that are in italics are the ones that are repeated three times, just like in the last verses. Build it up with bricks and mortar, bricks and mortar will not stay. Build it up with iron and steel, iron and steel will bend and bow. Build it up with silver and gold, silver and gold will be stolen away. Set a man to watch all night, suppose the man should fall asleep, give him a pipe to smoke all night. And then of course the final line, My Fair Lady. So those are the full lyrics of the English version of the song. And I personally had no idea it was that long. Another fun fact I was completely oblivious to is that London Bridge is actually a game. I don't know how I wasn't aware of that. I must've missed the Barney episode where they played it. So basically what happens is two players make a bridge with raised arms and the other players pass through in a line, each hoping not to be caught by the falling arms of the first two players. When their arms do fall, the player that's caught inside is trapped while they sing a new verse, take the key and lock her up, my fair lady. Now, as for why we're locking people up, I'll give you the terrifying explanation in the next section. But first, let's talk a little more about where the song came from and other versions around the world. Interestingly, many folklore experts have come to the same conclusion, that London Bridge in its original form was around sometime during the Middle Ages, meaning between 1100 and 1453. However, the first time the full lyrics were published in English wasn't until 1744 in a book called Tommy Thumb's Pretty Songbook. lyrics are mostly the same, only instead of falling down, it says broken down and my fair lady is replaced with dance over my lady Lee and with a gay lady. Also, they replaced the materials of wood and clay and bricks and mortar with gravel and stone, which will also wash away. Now, since that publication, there have been numerous other versions found in other countries. Unfortunately, we don't have the dates of their earliest publications, nor do we know if the melody of these songs is the exact same, but we do know they were sung while playing the same game as you can kind of tell while reading the lyrics. That's how we know they're connected. So in France, they have the drawbridge and Olivier Bouvet, which go as follows. Three times shall pass, the last, the last. Three times shall pass, the last will stay. What beautiful daughters you have, Olivier Bouvet. What beautiful daughters you have, on the Knights Bridge. If you catch, I'll give you one, Olivier Bouvet. If you catch, I'll give you one, on the Knights Bridge. Now in Germany, there's the Magdeburger Bridge and the Golden Bridge. I wanted to go over the Bridge of Magdeburg. It's broken, who broke it? The goldsmith, the goldsmith, with his youngest daughter. Let's rebuild it, using what, using what? Chains and rods, get everyone across, get everyone across, we will catch the last one. I will have it rebuilt, using what? A ring of pearls and stone of gold. What do you give me as a pledge? The hindmost that you can catch. Shout out to solo fan members, Catherine and Sarah, for those respective translations, and also for having the same names as two of my three sisters, but spelled different. So it kind of sucks that I can't give you guys the exact dates of when these songs were written, so we're not 100% sure which came first or how they influenced each other. But I'm sure at this point, you're noticing a trend. All of these songs talk about bridges and various states of disrepair, as well as catching one of the people going across. Once again, we can't say exactly why that's a key part of every song, but but when you find out the leading theory behind it, it's pretty much impossible to forget. Chapter Two, Human Sacrifice. Yeah, London Bridge might be about human sacrifice. I'm sorry I'm the one who had to tell you. Now, to be completely honest, I'm usually pretty skeptical about explanations like this. They remind me of the crappy pastas and cartoon conspiracy theories from back in the day that try way too hard to be spoopy. But the reason I give this one any credit is that folklorists Iona and Peter Ropi, who were also a skeptical pair, mentioned it as a real possibility in their book, The Oxford Dictionary of Nursery Rhymes. That being said, their primary resource for this theory, James Frazier, has received a lot of criticism for embellishing his sources and making them more morbid than necessary. Regardless, I at least wanted to briefly discuss this theory because it's very popular. So basically, Fraser said in his book, The Golden Bough, that earlier generations of humans would make sacrifices to the gods when constructing bridges because they believed that would stop them from collapsing. But these weren't your regular old sacrifices. Living people had to be sealed into the bridge's foundation. One of the examples he gave is the Bridge of Arta in Greece, which has been rebuilt numerous times over the centuries and supposedly wouldn't stay standing until the Master Mason's wife was sealed inside. I don't know, man, to me it just sounds like the Master Mason wanted to get rid of his wife and needed a way to make sure she would stay out of his life forever. And if that was the case, Good thinking, Lincoln. Another example he gave was a four-year-old boy who was supposedly encased in the foundation of the bridge of Ross Borden in Brittany. My only problem with that, and really all of the examples he gives, is that the bridges were built and demolished so long ago that I can't find anything about them online. So it's impossible for me or anyone else to confirm that human remains were indeed found inside after they were demolished. Again, I'm not writing off this theory completely because it does fit oddly well with the lyrics. I mean, every verse suggests a new material and the verse that follows says what the problem with that material will be. To me, it almost sounds like the fair lady is pleading with someone to not seal her child in the foundation and is suggesting alternate ways to make the bridge more stable, like using iron and steel. Combine that with the game where a child is trapped between two people's arms, where the shape even kind of resembles a pillar, it almost seems too perfect. Unfortunately, it's just the fact that we can't confirm that human sacrifices were really made for bridge construction back then that makes me doubt it. That's a big piece of the puzzle to be missing. And I saw way too many websites and books touting this theory as fact for me to not make that clear. Not though, because there's a few other potential explanations that, while not as depressing, are just as interesting. Chapter 3 Vikings there's another rendition of London Bridge that I haven't mentioned yet because it pertains to a specific theory that Vikings were responsible for it falling down. There's an old collection of stories about Norwegian kings written by Snorri Sturluson in 1230 called Heimskingla. And before you Viking enthusiasts even bother to comment, I am very aware that I butchered those names. The point is, though, that collection included a poem about King Olaf II of Norway destroying London Bridge in the year 1014. The English translation, written by Samuel Lang in 1844, goes as follows. London Bridge is broken down. Gold is one and bright renown. Shields resounding, war horns sounding, Hilda's shouting in the den. Arrows singing, mail coats ringing, Odin makes our Olaf win. Now, before you get too excited, the original verse was not written in that melody and format. Samuel Lang purposely mirrored the style of London Bridge's falling down with the intention of making the Old Norse poems more memorable and accessible for the people of that day. That being said, it is very interesting that there's a written record of the bridge being broken down hundreds of years before the English lyrics that we're familiar with were published. I would say it's worth mentioning, this is the only record of that event that's been found. So there is a chance the author is either embellishing or even spitting straight fiction, but the timeline does fit. It supposedly happened right at the start of the middle ages, which is when folklorists believe the London Bridge game was invented. Chapter four, age and damage. This last theory is definitely the least flashy, but in my opinion, fits the lyrics very well. For those who don't know, the first great stone bridge was built across the River Thames in Britain in 1176. And as you might imagine what happened with the first stone bridge of this size, its design was nowhere near perfect and it went through some serious maintenance on more than one occasion. The first time was actually because of what was built on it. When the bridge was finally finished in 1209, it became the choice spot for both commercial and residential purposes. But only three years after its completion, a massive fire destroyed all of the houses and businesses that were built on it, and 3,000 people were killed. You would think that would serve as a signal to the Brits that maybe they shouldn't be stacking so many buildings on top of each other, but nah, they were all immediately rebuilt and life went on as normal. Over 70 years later, in 1282, five of the bridge's pillars collapsed from the pressure of winter ice, but the bridge itself remained standing and those pillars were rebuilt. Then, almost 500 years later, some more construction was done with the intention of making the bridge, which at this point was showing some serious signs of deterioration stronger. They replaced two of the central arches with one big arch, but this idea backfired because it led to serious erosion from the river and gravel having to constantly be poured in to protect the bridge's remaining piers. In other words, London Bridge was breaking down, breaking down, breaking down, and eventually maintenance became too much of a hassle, so a new bridge was built in 1831, with the original being demolished the following year. Fun fact, that newer bridge also went on to be replaced, and after being dismantled, was brought over to Arizona where it still stands to this day. Now, like I said, in my opinion, these events fit the lyrics very well. The bridge is constantly undergoing maintenance because it's falling apart and different solutions are being suggested. And what really stands out to me is that unlike the other theories, there's a possible explanation for why, after rejecting the ideas of using iron, steel, gold, silver, etc., having a person watch over the bridge seems to be the solution. I'm obviously just spitballing here, but to me, it sounds like the song could be a discussion of how to avoid future calamities like the great fire that took place only a few years after the bridge was built. Making the bridge stronger sounds like a good idea at first, but what's really needed is someone to stand guard and warn the people on the bridge that danger is afoot, whether that's a fire or the pillars underneath collapsing. The only real problem I can think of with that interpretation is that it doesn't take into consideration the game where somebody gets trapped, but maybe there's a version where the person isn't trapped per se, but rather selected to be the watchman. Probably not. I'm most likely just trying to cram a square peg into a round hole, but to a certain extent, isn't that what all these theories are doing? Chapter five, My Fair Lady. Now that we have some ideas about where London Bridge could have come from, I wanna quickly talk about the possible identity of the Fair Lady. Keep in mind that these theories are even less substantiated than the ones about where the song came from, but I still feel like they're worth mentioning. The first theory, which I think is basic and lame, is the Virgin Mary. People say that her birthday was on September 8th, the day the Vikings destroyed the London Bridge, and it's because of her protection that they couldn't take the city. The next is Matilda of Scotland, Henry I's wife, who was responsible for building a series of bridges that carried the London Colchester Road across the River Lee. Third is Eleanor of Province. She was King Henry III's wife who had custody of the bridge revenues from 1269 to roughly 1281. People have made this connection because she was attacked with eggs and stones at London Bridge by frustrated citizens as her boat tried passing underneath. And last is a member of the Lee family of Stone Lee Park. They claim that one of their very own family members lies under the bridge's foundation and was inspiration for the line, Dance Over My Lady Lee. Now just to reiterate, I personally think that all of these theories are grasping at st- Straws, but I am curious to hear what you guys think. Not just about the fair lady's identity, of course, but also the origin of the nursery rhyme. Which theory do you believe or just find the most interesting? If you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us or topic suggestions, let us know by hitting us up at Origins on Twitter and Instagram. And on that note, Solo fam, I'm gonna wrap this episode up. Thank you all for taking the time to listen, especially if you made it to this point. Now, don't forget to rate the show five stars if you haven't already and subscribe to the podcast because it's totally free and always will be. Also, we upload three times a week, remastered episodes on Monday and Wednesday and all new episodes on Fridays. And if you're craving more messed up origins, you can always check out my YouTube channel called John Solo to experience the original episodes complete with visual aids and custom made artwork. Until next time everybody, my name is John Solo and don't forget, John shot first.